Hi, welcome to Maddie's podcast for Brad. And um, in each episode, I will be going to read, I will be going to read a chapter of a book. And then I will be telling a joke. And then I will be singing. So this is the very first episode. So I'm sorry if my voice is a little, um, you know, choppy. Because I'm trying to figure out what I should read. Um, and yeah, so what we're going to be reading today is The Princess Bride, because I figured this would be a good book to use this podcast for, but it's going to be in my voice, and so I'm going to read the first chapter of The Princess Bride, which I actually have gotten through this book once, but it always puts me to sleep, so let's hope that I do not... Go bed. So we're gonna read the introduction. Alright. Um, oh yeah, so in each episode I have to do a joke of the day. So the joke of the day is let's see. What do you call a cow with two legs? Lean beef. There's joke of the day. Alright, we shall begin with the first chapter of the Princess Bride. Or well the introduction at least. In three, two, one. Until a couple of weeks ago, this introduction would have been real short. Why are you buying this book, is what I would have said. Or more accurately, this edition of this book. Buy the 25th anniversary version, I would have told you. It's got a long intro by yours truly where I explain a lot about the Morgan Stern estate and the horrible legal problems I've had with them. That version is still out there, and what you are interested in is the same thing that I am interested in. Namely, at last, getting Buttercup's babies published. I would also have gone on to tell you that there is nothing to report on that front. Same old, same old. Well, that was then, as they say. Something new has very much happened. Let me tell you how I first heard of the existence of the Morgenstern Museum. Back we go to 1986, Sheffield, England, and we are shooting the movie of The Princess Bride. It was such a happy time for me. At last, Morgenstern coming to life on film. I had written the screenplay for it first over a decade before, but it had never been picked up, as they say out there till then. I ordinarily do not, not, not like being on movie sets. I once wrote that the best day of your life is your first day on a set, and the worst days are all the ones that follow. They are tedious and horrible for several reasons. One, they are tedious and horrible. But, you won't believe that, I know. And two, if you're a writer, essentially your work is done. I make the actors nervous, but more than that, and if I have written this before, skip this part, I have an amazing ability to screw up shots. I hide on the sets out of the way when the camera rolls, but I cannot tell you how often the director, just as he is about to start, sees where I am and asks me to please move because I am standing in the exact spot where the shot will will end. A few days before the day I'm about to tell you about, we were shooting the fire swamp, and there is a moment in the movie where Carrie Ells, Wesley, starts to lead Robin Wright, Buttercup, through it. Now, I know what is going to happen. There's a flame spurt, and her dress catches on fire. Why am I so smart? Because Mer- Morgan Stern wrote it. I adapted it for the novel and used it in every draft of the screenplay, of which, believe me, there were many. 
Okay, I'm standing there on the set of the fire swamp. And Rob Reiner goes, action, Carrie. And here they come into view, those two wonderful actors. And I'm watching from a corner of the set. And he leads her forward. One step, another step, at which point there's a, there's a flame spurt and her dress catches on fire. At which point, so humiliating, I start to shout, Her dress is on fire! Her dress is on fire! Totally destroying the shot. Rob yells, cut! turns to me in a voice I can still hear. He says, with all the patience he can muster, Bill, it's supposed to catch on fire. I think I came up with something real smart like, I knew that, sorry, and hid. Okay, now you can start reading again. The next night, we were shooting outside, the attack on the castle, and it was cold. Bitter British cold. The whole crew is bundled up, but the wind cut in on us anyway. I remember it was as cold as any time I ever had on a movie set. Everyone was freezing, except Andre. I have no way to explain this, but Andre never got cold. Maybe it's a giant thing. I never asked him. But he was sitting there that night in the tights he wore, and all he had on top was a very thin towel across his shoulders. Of course, it never made it all the way across his shoulders. I apologize. It cut me off. Um, Where was I? I talked, and I mean this now. Dozens of people would walk up to him, say hello, and then ask if they could get him a coat or a blanket or anything else to keep him warm. And he would say always, no, boss. Thank you, boss. I'm fine. And go back to talking to me. I just love being around him. I'm starting my fifth decade of movie madness, and he was by far the most popular figure on any film set I ever knew. A bunch of us, Billy Crystal, I think was one, used to spitball about doing a TVC for Andre. So he could cut down the 300 plus a year of travel resting required. I think it was going to be called the Here Comes Andre. And it was going to be about a wrestler who decided he had enough and got a job as a babysitter. Kids went nuts over him. Whenever I'd walk into the fire swamp set, there he'd be. One kid on his head, a couple on each shoulder, one on each hand. There were children of people who worked on the movie and they would sit all there in silence watching the shoot. Beal... It is now the freezing night, and I could tell from his tone we were entering into a difficult terrain. He took a long pause before continuing. How do you think so far is my physique? I told him the truth, which was I had written that part for him. Back in 41, when my father first read the Morgenstern to me, I naturally had no idea movies how movies were written. They were just these things I loved going to the Alexon. Okay, see, I cannot read this far, and I don't know, and I'm trying, but if you want me to continue, then let me know. But I hope you enjoyed my voice. I'll see you later.